Welcome to the Wheatfish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz. This show is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. I would like to thank Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And Daiwa, they've got your bass covered. My first guest this week will be Dan Johnson. We're talking about giving back donating your time and knowledge about fishing with kids, vets, give it a listen. My next guest is John Muir. He is Global Product Marketing Manager for Costa. We're gonna get an update from Costa. They do a lot of good things for our industry. And then Matt Becker. Matt Becker just won stage seven of the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour and Angler of the Year. We're gonna hear a little bit about his journey but first, I would like to welcome Dan Johnston back to the We Fish ASA podcast. This segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. How are we doing today, Dan? Doing great, Dave. That's great to hear. And, uh, you know, we always try to pick things to talk about. And about once a year, we talk about the advocacy of the industry, giving back, doing things uh, that help share knowledge that we have. And this is every angler out there, whether no matter what level you're you're at. You can help neighbor kids. If you're at a high level, you can help high school and college kids that are trying to get into tournaments, uh, whether it's giving back to them or vets or helping out at conservation or park districts. This is a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the more important topics we do. You know, they call it pay it forward, however you want to, you know, whatever vernacular you want to apply to it. But it is important. You know, I was very blessed when I was a little, little boy when my dad who loved to fish, still does, took me out and got me catching them and uh, all credit to him. <laughs> and but, but I got that bug and it was something that I don't know if I wouldn't have got introduced to it, or, you know, whether I would have picked it up on my own, who knows. But the fact that he did, and I've, I've always really been cognizant of that. And whether it's a kid or an adult, um, or somebody with some anybody that's challenged with anything or whatever, I think it's our responsibility to show them fishing, um, help them be successful, show them how to do it the right way, and pay it forward. You know, it, it just it comes back to you. There's no price tag on it. The comments you get, you know, down the road is just such an important topic. And I, I think I would, I would just ask all of our listeners out there. Obviously, everybody likes fish. That's listening to this. That's why they're tuned in. Um, pay it forward to people, and uh, it, it definitely comes back to you. Yeah, and and I think it. We're in an industry that. You need clean, accessible waters. You need the the environment to be be right. We need healthy fisheries. Uh, a lot of businesses, it's not their wheelhouse. It's not where they're at, but it is ours. And and to teach people how to use it, take care of it, that's all part of it. Picking up garbage when you go. I know you and I both have talked about that before. Where you, you know, let's leave it better than we found it. And I think that's that's what it's all about. And there's so many ways. Uh, people can do this. I know St. Croix is very good about, uh, like, take a vet. We've had the people from there on, and y you guys donate to a lot of places. High school and collegiate anglers all talk about, uh, you know, what St. Croix does at that level. And and you, you guys do it as a company, but I think as individuals, we really need to take this under our wing and do it. 
It's holistic. It, it, and what I mean is we have legislative battles out there. Look at what uh, American Sport Fishing Association and the, the, the funding and the power that they have to speak as a voice and whether it's to Congress or all the invaluable things they do. Because believe me, we have a lot of uh, at, uh, facets out there that don't want us fishing, right? And I'll just say it. Uh, and then we also have the whole avenue of people, you know, that are challenged with something. You know, you mentioned St. Croix helping, you know, the, the wounded veterans or, or uh, funding something for breast cancer. Um, and then it becomes more individualistic, you know, paying it forward on our own end, whether it's a little story about me telling me, uh, telling you about when my dad took me and it's given me the impetus to show a kid what he showed me. Right. And so there's so many different, uh, arms to this but i think they're all important and all combined are a really good thing because we're fighting obstacles that don't want us pursuing a sport we're enhancing the actual environment and the fishery then we're teaching people to be successful fishing and doing it the right way and then there's also excise tax on all tackle purchases that go towards funding things so it, it's a really it's a holistic look but i think it's important for all of us to understand to do whatever we can to pull people along in this great cause because there's really nothing better. I mean, between hunting and fishing out there, it's my two favorite things in life, that's for sure. Yeah, and you talk about the excise tax. 10% of anything in the outdoor uh, sporting goods world has a tax on it. And that money goes back to states based on fishing licenses. So, you know, when you buy a license, even if you're only going once a year or you go on a trip and you buy a daily license, those states get funded from that tax by how many licenses they sell. So buying a license is a good thing. I always tell people, you know, you can go on that that free fishing weekend, which I think every state across the, the country has it, and you can fish for two days or four days for nothing. But, you know, go another time. Buy a license so your state has money for making ramps, making restroom facilities, uh, you know, cutting the trails to get back to these ponds. That's all part of it. I mean, some of the boat docks that you and I have gone to are just phenomenal. And they were funded from that. Yeah, there's there's no question. And that's one of the benefits that is really realized when you actually go. And it makes you feel good that the money being put in a percentage of it is going to help fisheries or areas surrounding fisheries and just to make it more effective for everybody, you know, but I think another really important thing to talk about is post COVID because we, you know, the data shows we had over 8 million anglers get into sport of fishing. Everybody wanted to get out and do something. I mean, you talk about the ultimate example of social distancing, but the data also shows that a significant number of people stuck with it and are, are involved with it. So now it's up to, I, I believe, humbly speaking, it's up to a lot of us that have done this for a long time to help these people become successful because everybody out there likes to catch one. And if we can pay it forward and educate people on how to become more successful, what happens? We keep people into the sport. Your funding increases. That helps us legislatively. It helps us through tax revenues to enhance the quality of our fisheries. It helps the whole fishing industry. It gives us a larger voice collectively to combat those that don't want us doing it. There's so many ancillary benefits to post-COVID, this big, giant number of people that came into the sport. I think the timing of this topic on this episode is really perfect 
because it's really up to us to try to keep as many of these people in this awesome sport that we possibly can so we don't lose them to other things. Yeah, there's a lot of competition for them out there. And and somehow, anytime I've con- gone to a veterans event or a conservation event where they're holding a kids fishing thing, when, when you start teaching people, it, it helps you actually become better because you're explaining it. You're not only explaining it to them, you're explaining it to the parents that are standing there. You're explaining it maybe to other staff members because they're listening and paying attention. You're also explaining it to yourself. And in some strange ways, haven't you felt like you understand it better when the more times you tell it? I've learned more from others than I've ever taught out. I guarantee it. And it, it, it's either talking about, you start talking about fishing in some spot or some pattern or what somebody's buddy did or some gear ratio and reel that worked for somebody for an application. And, you know, I, learning is the awesome part about this, you know, and, and the more you think, you know, the less you realize you really know. So a big advantage to your point is when you teach people how to do things it comes one of the reasons I'm, i said it comes back to you is exactly that you 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 increase your knowledge base so much because you're teaching something and you realize when you're explaining this you all of a sudden say you know what i, I could do this more myself maybe i ought to try this mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, there's no question it, it it helps all parties involved including yourself yeah, and sometimes it's the questions that you get that turn the light bulb on in your own head, and they're like, uh, "Well, why, you know, why don't you do it this way, or could you could you do it this way?" And it it may be just one little tweak or one part of that that all of a sudden, when you're re-explaining that, you, you're, yeah, you're you're gaining knowledge. You're doing and and. I think when you get done doing these kind of things, you feel good about it because you're not just showing them something for one day. You could quite possibly change somebody's life by teaching them how to fish. As simple as a, a hook and a bobber, like like your dad did for you or your grandparents or my my dad and my grandpa, you know, and, and I used to fish with my brothers quite a bit. All of that, it's lifetime memories that you'll have forever, but you don't know where you're going to take that person by getting them into the outdoors. And look at what you're teaching them. Look at all the things out there that that work against the quality of our life right now in this day and age, for sure. So look at the quality of what you're teaching somebody. And to your point, you know, anything outdoors, uh, and this topic's on fishing, no question, but it, it could, we could have the same one on hunting, Yeah. right? Um, it, it's You're teaching somebody something that's a lifestyle, positive mindset, dealing with adversity, the, 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 the exhilaration of the thrill of success when you finally figure one out through all those obstacles out there and you catch that one. And those are things that just translate into everything you do. So it is greater, much greater than just the sport of fishing for sure. Um, and it's such a healthy, good thing for people. And you talk about kids, especially ones addicted to video games. I almost think it's our responsibility to make sure we teach them how to do things to get their hands off of that and to get outside and do these things. And the kids in fishing right now, they're so good at it. There's so much information out there. We just need to play a small part into getting more of them in it. We do, and it also gets them into the outdoors, enjoying uh, nature, seeing the wildlife, seeing the birds. Like you, we have always talked about that. The uh, the master plan of what you get to experience out there is not just about fishing. It, it, it's about life. It's about a lot of good experiences. And we're asking everybody that listens to this program to take somebody out there, share your knowledge, 
give them the passion that you have or let them experience that. It's contagious. They might pick up on it. And Dan, it was a great topic. I always enjoy talking to you and definitely look forward to talking to you next week. Dave, thanks so much as always for having me. Oh, no problem. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Kranz. And this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. For over 75 years here at St. Croix, we believe every angler deserves the best fishing experience possible in being equipped and prepared for the moment opportunity strikes. You can only provide control if you are in control. Our legacy is being written every day with decisions today determining our successes tomorrow. We value contributions and successes of all individuals, protecting and preserving the things that matter most, taking care of people like family, the persistent pursuit of perfection, St. Croix, Daiwa. Our SV system is made with one thing in mind, casting control. The design of the spool, as well as how the spool interacts with the braking system, gives maximum control and ease of use when it comes to situations people might generally struggle with. Whether it's casting lightweight baits, skipping, pitching, casting into the wind, or even if you're just getting accustomed to a bait casting reel, SV is designed to help you excel. When set properly, SV reels virtually eliminate backlashes, Daiwa. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit keepamericafishing.org and pledge to pitch it. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say everybody that I get to interview on this segment has a passion for the outdoors. My next guest, John Muir, is the Costa's Global Product Marketing Manager. He has a passion for eyewear and eyewear safety and protection. Welcome to the program, John. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's oh, good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. This is an important topic because, you know, not only are the uh, glasses uh, stylish, they're they're functional. They help people see fish in the water, whether it's salt or fresh or streams or or whatever. But uh, Costa's been pretty innovative in in, uh, in in this market for a long time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been uh, we're celebrating our 40 year anniversary this season and uh, have always been based in eye protection and, you know, standing up to the tough elements, especially while out at sea. So it's part of our DNA. It's something we uh, continually strive to improve year over year. Yeah. And, and uh, you're always coming out with new products and new innovations. And and what I really like about the company is you come out with things that are good for the environment. I have always enjoyed going to ICAST as a buyer because I own a retail store in Northern Illinois and I'm a Costa dealer. Uh, but I enjoy the the uh, sculptures that are made out of trash and plastic that are taken out of the uh, the ocean over the years, you know, uh, whether it was a sailfish or a shark or, I mean, you, you've had some pretty neat stuff on there in the past. And, and I think that just goes to show how environmentally uh, Costa is as a company. They want the environment to be, be good for everybody because without clean water, clean air, you know, none of us have anything. 
it up. And you, you hit the nail on the head there, too. You know, ever since we were founded back in 83, it's always been uh, a major part of the brand. Kind of our founder's way of looking at it was, you know, if there's not these beautiful places for us to go explore, fish, surf, dive, whatever it may be, you know, there's not really a place for our, um, our consumers to use our products. So definitely want to uh, maintain all those places that we love most. And, um, you know, it's been we've been doing it since our very beginning. So a massive part of the brand. Um, and it's really cool how that can help lead to innovations as well. Uh, collections like our Untangled collection, where it's made of 97% recycled fishing nets, is a great example of where our brand mission meets our product innovation. Um, and further looking for any type of renewable or sustainable materials, whether it be bioacetates, bioresins, um, anything we can do to reduce our impact on the places we love most is always something we uh, strive, strive to do. Yeah, and, and I think the consumers realize that when companies are, are going forward with products that are good for the environment, they appreciate that because more than ever, everybody is aware of what's going on in the world. And, and I think it's good that uh, companies uh, adopt that not because they feel like they have to, but they should. They should do it. And, and that's what's good. You got some new stuff that's coming out here. I know I ordered some product uh Back in July at ICAST, and I don't think it's coming out till uh, September. Or, you know, is there anything else that's coming down the line? You know, or or what what's coming up here that's going to be released soon? Yeah, so we have a very big moment coming in the uh, second week of, of September. It's the rest of our fall release. Um, the the pinnacle of that release is going to be King Tide. Um, so we previewed that down at ICAST, and we actually had a uh, limited edition run available on our website. There was uh, only 40 frames of each King Tide 6 and King Tide 8 to celebrate our 40-year anniversary. Those sold out within, I believe, it was 18 hours, so it was a great, great success there. But mm-hmm. um, overall, that was just kind of a, an initial early release to get a lot of hype around ICAST and have that moment to celebrate with the industry. But the full in-mind release with all the different lens color combinations and going to be available at every single place where coasters are sold will be that second week of September. Um, you know, King Tide is truly our, our crowning achievement of 40 years on the water. All the innovations, uh, insights, um, and excellence that we've had over the years on the water have all made their way into this frame. Um, it's amazing to see uh, you know, how far and above and beyond the product development, uh, engineering, and testing team has gone with this one. It's, it's, uh, it's a special piece for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I know I, I uh, enjoyed being able to see them, and uh, uh, it's nice to sell a product that has um, the safety and the, the protection factors built in for the beyond polarization. And for, you know, a lot of people when they're fishing, whether it's salt or freshwater, things come flying back at your face, you know, whether that's bugs sure. or fishing lures or lead or, I mean, it, there's a big, big safety protection factor built into these, these frames and lenses. Um, 100%, 100%. You know, there's a couple of different facets of where it provides eye protection. Number one, maybe most important is the, the UV protection for your eyes. You know, we used to joke around, we never get this past too legal, but, you know, it's uh, like SPF 1000 for your eyes. You know, when you think about it, it's pretty crazy that we go out of the water. and You know, there's so much innovation as of late, whether it be um, everybody wearing hoods out there, wearing gloves, you know, trying to reduce any skin contact to the to the hard sun or just cover it up with sunscreen. It'd be crazy to think that probably the most sensitive part of your body, your eyes, there's nothing that you do there. So wearing these, these sunglasses or uh, no sunglasses really um, help with the UV protection of your eyes, which is massive. Um, obviously, there's that. There's the general light blocking for coming in, uh, reducing squinting, strain you need to put in your eyes. Um, and a fun one that's been um, something kind of relatively new that we've uh, realized through athlete feedback and testing 
working with Dwayne Diego, based out of uh, San Diego, one of the one of the premier bluefin fishermen down here on the West Coast. Um, he he spends a lot of time up in the Tuna Tower, and when he was using King Tide in the initial um, testing stages. This the King Tide has those really nice removable side shields to provide a lot of protection. We designed that mostly to keep light out, but he was saying how much that aided in keeping wind out of his eyes. He was saying that he's, he's usually almost crying or tearing up when he's up on the, the, the Tuna Tower because of how much wind gets in there. Um, and, you know, there's definitely a lot of elements that can come with dry eyes. And um, so that was another one that kind of uh, that came out of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's neat. I like the way they snap in and snap out. And, it, you know, I did it a couple times there to see how easily it worked. And it, it wasn't hard to do once you were uh, showing how how the product works, which is very innovative. And like you said, the wind or, or rain or whatever. And I, I fish bass. I, I fish the Toyota Series Major League Fishing, so that's smallmouth and largemouth. Yeah. But it's crazy the different lenses how... You know, in the Midwest where I'm from, in northern Illinois, we fish Wisconsin waters, but I fish out east in Pennsylvania, New York, and uh, the next one's on the Potomac River. Green mirrored works good for what I do most of the time, but on a cloudy day, those those sunrise lenses are, uh, it's amazing how much light that brings into the, the eye. Yeah, yeah, you know, we have a uh, lens for pretty much every condition that it's, uh, it's always fun hearing the feedback from different, you know, our different pro roster and our, all of our different ambassadors, but you have the nail on the head there. Yeah, generally our inshore fishing scenarios where you like a little bit more contrast and seeing kind of through the, through the water there, um, is, is loved with our copper based lenses. So our green mirror, copper, silver mirror, copper. Um, those are definitely loved for the inshore fishing capabilities. Uh, the, the sunrise silver. People just love that in pretty much any use case scenario. Those lower light conditions, pretty, whether whether you got a um, a cloudy system passing through a storm early morning, late at night. Um, I actually mess around a lot with those in the snow this winter as well. Uh, fantastic lens for that too. Um, and then of course our, our bread and butter with our gray base lens is um, you know our, our blue mirrors definitely our bread and butter. Um, generally loved on the, the offshore super highlight environments. Yeah, where you got uh, big bright skies and and blue water and and white sand and you definitely that that blue mirror is is the way to go, um, and yeah. and it's funny you say about messing around with those in the snow because here in the upper Midwest we get a lot of snow and I have used the, those sunrise for driving when we have snow yeah. on the ground and it's a sunny day not my green mirror and it seems to uh, give me a little more I don't know I'm I'm almost sixty five years old so maybe the depth perception or whatever but that 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 brought in more light to me that I felt that I was safer to drive with that lens. Sure, definitely. That's overall speaking a little bit to the 580 technology in there as well. The color and has technology. I don't know if this is passed necessarily through legal, but, um, you know, we've heard a lot of testimonials where it came back where it's actually even aided people that have uh, color blindness or, um, you know, a little bit of trouble seeing just like it just makes it a lot easier for your brain to process those different differentiations in colors and contrast um, and, and additionally cutting through the glare as well so it definitely makes a lot of sense that can help uh, enhance pretty much any environment really yeah absolutely well that, you know thanks for a little bit of enlightenment on the new products that are coming up here in September and definitely appreciate the uh, safety and protection factor from the sun you know, and things coming at you uh, when we're fishing and uh, in boats, and even if it's uh, something that's only wind or it could be a lure or something like that. But uh, thanks for being on the program, and I am sure it probably won't be the last time. I, I'd, uh, you know, somewhere down the line with some something new and innovative comes out from Costa, I'd love to have you back on. Definitely, yeah, it'd be an absolute pleasure. We can't thank you enough for the time. It's been uh, a lot of fun, and um, thank you so much. 
No problem. Thanks, John. I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel. For those with a passion for the outdoors, the We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Calcutta Outdoors, from bluegill to bluefin, Calcutta Outdoors has the innovative outdoor recreational brands that consumers are looking for. We offer a wide range of trusted products, from fishing rods, combos, and tackle to coolers, drinkware, outdoor apparel, and marine accessories. Calcutta Outdoors. Iowa. Our SV system is made with one thing in mind, casting control. The design of the spool as well as how the spool interacts with the braking system gives maximum control and ease of use when it comes to situations people might generally struggle with. Whether it's casting lightweight baits, skipping, pitching, casting into the wind, or even if you're just getting accustomed to a bait casting reel, SV is designed to help you excel. When set properly, SV reels virtually eliminate Backlashes, Daiwa. For over 75 years here at St. Croix, we believe every angler deserves the best fishing experience possible in being equipped and prepared for the moment opportunity strikes. You can only provide control if you are in control. Our legacy is being written every day with decisions today determining our successes tomorrow. We value contributions and successes of all individuals, protecting and preserving the things that matter most, taking care of people like family, the persistent pursuit of perfection, St. Croix. My next guest just won Angler of the Year and Bass Pro Tour Stage 7 on Major League Fishing. I would like to welcome Matt Becker. How you doing, Matt? Pretty good. How are you? I am doing good, but not as good as you. I see the photo of you holding two big trophies. Holy smokes, that, you know, Everybody thought that uh, Jacob Wheeler was going to win Angler of the Year again, but uh, you took that away from him. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe, you know. I mean, that was my goal at the end of the tournament. You know, all I was focused on was winning Angler of the Year, but I, in the back of my mind, I kind of knew that it wasn't really in my hands. I could do as the best I could and uh, still not win. So I pretty much just kind of, Felt at ease with it. I just knew I was going to go uh, fishing, catch the best weight I can, and just see where the results lay after that. And, and you did that, and it was uh, it was fun to watch. And, and uh, were you surprised, or did you think after you got the win, you still had a chance? I was still surprised. That's for sure. I, I was still nervous up until the last minute because it really, if you, if you look at Angler of the Year race, I mean, Jacob Wheeler just needed to catch a three pounder up until the last minute of the day, and he would have won Angler of the Year. So it was really close all the way up to the last cast of the entire season. Yeah, that's 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 pretty crazy. And give us a little wrap up on the entire season. I mean, when you when you saw the schedule come out, did you think this was a, a a good opportunity for you to win some money on the tour plus uh, capture angler of the year? Yeah. So when I first saw the schedule, I was really excited. You know, I, I really liked all the lakes we were going to. I had some good experience on some of them. I, comfortable on all of them so i was really excited and and i was hoping and uh planning on i would i wouldn't say expecting but i knew i was going to do well and uh obviously angler of the year is the ultimate goal but 
you never really know when it's going to be your year. No, you don't. And every angler that I've talked to uh, always says that, you know, you can have a good tournament, you can win one, but to be angler of the year, you have to be so consistent at every single one. And you, you really can't have uh, one that you really bomb on. You got you to be consistent. You got to stay there because the competition, you're fishing against the best guys in the world. Absolutely. It's the best anglers in the world. And then, you know, we have such a small field, so we're only fishing for or fishing against 80 guys in the entire field. So there's only 80 points available. So if somehow you were to throw up a, a bad finish and only get less than 10 points in a tournament, you are so far behind and you can't make that up. Whereas in a a larger field, if you had, you know, 150 points or 200 points to work with, it's a little bit easier to make up that, that gap with a bad tournament. But with the Bass Pro Tour format and only 80 points available, you cannot have a bad one if you want to be at the top of the standings. Absolutely not. Do you uh, have a preference of brown or, or uh, smallmouth, largemouth or spots, or does you just figure out what you have to on where the tournament is? I mean, I like whatever's biting, that's for sure. Yeah. If I had to pick, it would probably be the smallmouth. You know, I really, really enjoy those big northern smallmouth. There you go. And do you have a favorite technique? you like to catch them, or do you do whatever they want to eat? Yeah, generally the smallmouth are, are drop shot. You okay. know, that, that's the go-to for the smallmouth. It's hard to beat the drop shot with them. Um, you know, when the water's a little bit cooler early in the year or late in the fall, you can catch them on moving baits, but... Generally, it's going to be the drop shot. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, besides this last one in Michigan, there, uh, did you did you uh, have a, a, another favorite tournament that you were looking forward to, and it wasn't what you expected? Um, not really, to be honest with you. I mean, I, they were all pretty much played out exactly how I expected going into the year. You know. I mean, the only one that I'm a little disappointed in is, is the first one of the year in Florida where I didn't have the best finish. And I learned a little bit about the format and about, you know, Florida fishing in general. But other than that, that one tournament, everything pretty much went smoothly and, and exactly how I planned it would. Excellent. Is the schedule out for next year yet or is that coming up here in another month or two? It's coming out in hopefully the next few weeks, so it's not out right now, but uh, hopefully sit here soon. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you sit there and looking at this one, looking at that one, it's like, okay, good, I fished uh, at this one or this one I've done well at, or maybe, you know, do you like when you go to a new place and figure it out? I do. I really like going to new lakes, and uh, I'm excited to see the schedule because, like, like you mentioned, once that schedule gets released, that's when my brain starts spinning and I start thinking about, you know, what this lake could be like or what, you know, what could happen here and, and time of year, seasonal patterns. I mean, it all starts spinning in my head as soon as that schedule comes out. So it's always an exciting time for me. Yeah, and, and you all you already know that things are going to start down south and then progressively move up as the weather gets better and ultimately end up somewhere in the north, probably fishing smallmouth. And and what's wrong with that? Probably nothing. Yeah, that's exactly right. That that seems to be how the the general uh, scheme of the schedule is. We always start in Florida or Texas or somewhere down south, and then by June through through August, September, we're we're somewhere up in the northern parts of the country fishing for the 
those big, dumb northern bass, which are so much fun. Oh, yeah. And they only get uh, lures thrown at them uh, maybe uh, uh, 40% of the time, 50% of the time, because of the, they got ice on that water and, and during the winter, and there's no tournaments happening. And uh, it's it's pretty crazy how quick things turn up there in the fall, but that fall bite can be really good too. But you guys don't get the experience of that with the scheduling. Right, you know, and, and that's the thing about fishing up north is is everything happens so fast. Like the seasons happen so fast because winter is so long. So once once the ice thaws and and you know spring starts, every you know the spawn happens post spawn, the fish feed, and it all happens so much faster because it's all condensed into a shorter period. So that's a lot of reason why the fishing's so good and definitely some of the fall fishing in the northern part of the country can be the best fishing you'll ever experience. But Mother Nature is uh, always a tricky one to play with that time of year. Absolutely. Do you, uh, a lot of these, uh, the professional fishermen at, at the top levels can't just do six or seven or eight tournaments, but they, they've got to fit more into the schedule. I mean, like John Cox seems to be fishing every every other week somewhere. But but do do you pick up extra tournaments are there anything else you're going to do for the end of the year to keep keep on top of the game absolutely you know i i'm all in on that boat so i love fishing as as much as i can so i fish pretty much every tournament that, that i can fit into my schedule whether it's toyota series or invitationals um as far as the rest of the year we got a uh, the major league fishing team series that we're filming for for television That'll be coming up here soon. I'm actually fishing uh, in Michigan. That's about all I know about it right now. I'm fishing somewhere in Michigan for that. So that'll keep me going for a little bit. And then I'm, I'm going to take a trip out west to the, the U.S. Open tournament out in Arizona. So that, that'll be pretty fun to uh, finish out the year. Yeah, absolutely. Now with the teams, that, that concept's kind of neat, isn't it? Where you're pairing up and sharing ideas and sharing techniques with a couple of partners. And uh, I think that was a good move on Major League Fishing's part. I think so. I think it's a really good um, TV show and, and a lot of people really enjoy watching it. It's very entertaining and I'm excited to fish in it. You know, I didn't get to do it last year. I wasn't a part of the Bass Pro Tour yet, but but this year I'm I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully we can reel a few in and, and make a run at winning that thing. Yeah, and, and I think you see the personalities of the individual anglers come out when they're in a, a group like that in a team. I think you see something different that you weren't seeing as individuals. Yeah, you, you get to see different sides of, of the anglers and then, you know, how, how they break down the lakes and, and share that knowledge with the teammates. I mean, it, it's really cool to watch. I know I've watched every episode from last year's season and you definitely learn a lot and just uh, it just helps you become a better fisherman. So it's definitely definitely a good thing for everybody to watch. Absolutely. Hey, we got to take a quick break so our sponsors can uh, get their minutes in here. And we'll come back with more Matt Becker, talk about your sponsors, talk about the future, and uh, a little bit more about the, the win. So we'll, we'll be right back. The We Fish ASA podcast is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Take a listen to this. For most anglers, the unexpected is expected. But what you can do is take matters into the seat of your, well, 
Shorts. Meet Aftco's Overboard Shorts, winner of the iCast Best in Category for Technical Clothing. Built with a 100% submersible pocket that keeps the unexpected dry dock for the other guy. Overboard keeps the good times rolling and your valuables safe for the next adventure. Overboard Shorts from Aftco. Learn more at aftco.com slash overboard. For over 75 years here at St. Croix, we believe every angler deserves the best fishing experience possible in being equipped and prepared for the moment opportunity strikes. You can only provide control if you are in control. Our legacy is being written every day with decisions today determining our successes tomorrow. We value contributions and successes of all individuals, protecting and preserving the things that matter most, taking care of people like family, the persistent pursuit of perfection, St. Croix, Daiwa. Our SV system is made with one thing in mind, casting control. The design of the spool, as well as how the spool interacts with the braking system, gives maximum control and ease of use when it comes to situations people might generally struggle with. Whether it's casting lightweight baits, skipping, pitching, casting into the wind, or even if you're just getting accustomed to a bait casting reel, SV is designed to help you excel. When set properly, SV reels virtually eliminate Backlashes, Daiwa. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am here with Matt Becker. We're talking about his Bass Pro Tour Stage 7 win and Angler of the Year. Welcome back, Matt. Thank you. All right. So you uh, you have some people that help keep you on the road. Let's talk about them so we don't let that get away. Who, who keeps Matt Becker on the water? Yeah, there's so many people that, that make this uh, this dream possible, you know. Definitely got to give a shout-out to my girlfriend, Brittany. She handles all the, the media side of things and and just keeping everything organized in the house during the weeks and making breakfast and dinners and, and all that kind of stuff just keeps my mind just on fishing. And, and that is a long way throughout the year, clearly. You know, it, we performed better than everyone else on the Bass Pro Tour, so... Think we were doing something right this year, but that definitely just allowed me to focus on fishing and not have to worry about any of the little things. You know, she was a huge help this year, and then uh, of course all the sponsors. You know, w- without them, we wouldn't be able to afford to do this. You know, I-, I didn't come from from any money or anything, so without the sponsors, you know, I, I for sure would not be able to do this. So, favorite fishing rods, uh, Fish USA. Epic Bates, Yamamoto, Bill Lewis, rely on battery. Bass Fishing Electronics, they got me hooked up with the best electronics in the game, and, and those were a huge factor for me all season long. You know, I, I'm a big believer in good electronics, and uh, using those throughout the year really helped me uh, find the fish and then catch them with the live scope. Um, pretty much caught all of my fish this year on, on trocar hooks. And uh, definitely reeled them all in with, with Seaguar line. So it's a whole package. You know, everybody helps it one way or the other. And uh, it all works together. And, and it was an amazing season, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you got a good list of sponsors there. And you're doing a good job for them. I know you work for them. And I think a lot of the uh, a lot of people don't realize that, the, you know, when you're sponsored, it's a marketing position. You're ultimately selling product for these companies. And you 
obviously you have ones that you believe in and you choose. I can hear the passion in your voice when you talk about them. And, and you probably were using these products before the, the sponsorships came, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it, first and foremost, it has to be a, a mutual beneficial partnership. You know, it, it can't be just looking for a hand. I mean, it, it's got to be products that you enjoy and, and love to use. And then you've got to be able to help them as well. You know, you got to be able to help them uh, promote their products, sell products, design or tweak to make the products better. I mean, all of that factors into it, and like you mentioned, it's definitely a full-time job. You know, it, it never stops. Even if we're not on the water fishing a tournament, there's always something we can do media-wise or, or on the phone, in meetings, and behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know all the work that goes into it behind the scenes. Absolutely not. Yeah, they, they do not. Where, where is home at? Where do you live? What state? Um, so I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but I just recently moved to uh, Tennessee. Okay. So I'm uh, on Watts Bar Lake in Tennessee. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, I have granddaughters down there that live in Oak Ridge, so I know exactly where you're at. Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just down the road. Yep, Ridge. just down the road, and and uh, that's yeah, that's an awesome place to be. And uh, you get the nice long season, so when you get the itch and you want to get out and practice and work a little bit on techniques, or you just have to, you know, fill that fishing need, you you can fish pretty much all year round down there. Absolutely. No, that that's uh, a bundle up a little bit, and you can go out anytime you want. Yep. So. Uh, you just finished up, but what are the goals for 2024? What What's the uh, the lofty a- a- ambition that you are setting for yourself? I know you're probably are pinching yourself now, and this year isn't even really over because you're on your way home, but but or on your way sub- to somewhere else. But you you definitely need uh, need to think about next year already, don't you? Yeah, you know we're we're definitely uh, still soaking in this year and and how everything went down. So it is. Haven't really thought about next year a whole lot yet. You know, definitely once the schedule comes out, I'll start start thinking about next year and, and look through that and uh, kind of schedule out what we're going to do, what tournaments we're going to fish, and then kind of go from there and set some goals. I mean, this year it, it couldn't have gone a whole lot better. So it's going to be hard to top this year, but I promise you we're going to give it everything we got to make next year better than this year. No, I'm, and I know you will, and it'll be starting down south there. You said you learned some things about those Florida waters, uh, uh, and that one wasn't your best finish, and you said that uh, you learned things. What What did you learn down there that you didn't know? Well, I mean, it wasn't that I didn't know. I mean, I, you, those cold fronts affect those fish so much down there, so it's just really paying attention to the weather patterns and, and how it changes the mood of those fish you know florida fish especially are just really notorious for for not liking cold fronts and and weather changes so i just learned a lot about how they move and you know kind of slow down a little bit and kind of get a little sluggish so i just learned a few little things like that that i think i'll be able to apply the next time i'm down there and uh, hopefully not have those average or bad finishes again yeah, no, I, I I think that's good. And uh, you know, one thing you didn't mention on the sponsors what what kind of boat and motor are you running? Okay, so I, I have a Phoenix twenty one PHX, and uh, I ran a Mercury two fifty Pro XS. Okay, awesome. And uh, 
No, no issues there. It got you where you needed to go back and forth the whole time. And that's important, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, you got to have the best equipment in the game. And uh, I feel like I run that. It, it never let me down at all this year. You know, you, you talked also about uh, your girlfriend, Brittany, scheduling things and doing things. I think what a lot of people don't think about when you're on the road is um, where to stay, where to get gas, you know, where the launch is, which licenses you need to have. There's a lot of behind the scenes. It's not just the fishing. There's a lot of work that goes into becoming a tournament angler. Oh, yeah. There's so much, so much behind the scenes stuff that, you know, the average fan doesn't doesn't even think of or see. So all that stuff, you know, it all factors in and it all takes up some brain space. So if, you know, if you can have somebody or, you know, like Brittany to uh, just help take some of that workload off and just clear my mind of it and it allows me to just focus on fishing and just have to think about finding and catching bass, it definitely helps. Yep, definitely. You said about uh, going forward, you're going to be doing some of these team things uh, on Major League Fishing. Is is the the mindset a little different when you have two other people that can help you win? I think so. I think it's going to be pretty interesting to to, uh, to fish with those guys. So I'm teamed up with Wesley Strader and Scott Suggs, two legends in the game. It's going to be really cool. You know, they're great guys, great fishermen. So hopefully, uh, we work good together as a team, and uh, you know, we we all fish a little different style wise. So I think that's going to be important is we'll be able to cover different sections of the lake and fish differently. And uh, when one or, or multiples of us get something figured out, we can kind of clue in the, the rest of the teammates and uh, kind of go from there. So I'm excited about it. That's for sure. Yeah, you can make an adjustment on the water like you certainly can't as an individual pro. You, you know, you might see a, a, a few guys and in the fields that you're in with only 80, that's not a lot of people. You're not seeing a lot of people at the same time fishing because they split them up and you have different days. Does a day off affect you a lot? No, I really enjoy the days off. You know, I, I like to uh, take some time to get the boat organized and all my tackle clean and, and organized and just perfect tip-top shape. Spend a lot of time doing that on the off days and getting the truck and boat clean, stuff like that. So I really enjoy the off days. As far as the, the fish changing, I mean, that that's definitely part of it, but you got to be staying on top of them regardless if you're fishing the next day or, or a day off in between. So it's, it's kind of just uh, more of the same, but I really like the aspect of, of being able to sleep in and, and relax and rest my body and then my equipment as well. Yeah, that, and it, that makes sense to have that extra day off in the middle because if you do – you know, three, four days of practice, and then you have to fish, you know, three or four days in a row. It can be taxing. It can be a lot and a lot of work, but it was certainly fun uh, following you and watching you for 2023. And definitely, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do on 2024 on the Bass Pro Tour and see where you go. And we're going to check out that that team opportunity that you're going to be in. And uh, thank you so much for your time and uh, safe travels. And uh, we truly appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Oh, no problem. That was Matt Becker. He had a phenomenal season. Enjoyed talking to him. Thanks again to my guests for another great episode of the We Fish ASA podcast. Thank you, Dan Johnson, for talking about giving back, donating your time and knowledge about fishing, taking kids, 
doing veterans groups, anything, park districts, conservation areas, get people out there fishing. Thank you, Dan. John Muir works for Costa. He does global product marketing management for them. Thanks for the update, John. I appreciate it. And then Matt Becker, he just won stage seven of the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour and Angler of the Year. I enjoyed hearing about his journey. Look forward to watching him in 2024. I'd also like to thank my sponsors, the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Thank you, Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. St. Croix, the best rods on earth, and Daiwa. They've got your bass color covered. I'm looking forward to bringing you the We Fish ASA podcast next week. Until then, please take someone fishing to help grow our sport. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.